Hey, what's up, guys? This is Phoenix Lee, and welcome back to another episode of Rise Again Podcast. On this week's episode, I got the homie Layton on. Uh, he's a local thrifter, skater, and muralist. I mean, he does a bunch more. Uh, this guy does it all, and it's something I've always respected about him is he goes after kind of you know his passions and what he's into, and he tries you know just about everything. Um, someone that I've definitely um, known for a while, and he's actually one of the very first people to start selling vintage uh, in Des Moines. Which is really cool because if you look at it where we're at now and how many people are out, um, you know, selling and you know doing their thing, it's really cool. And he he was one of the first people to do it. So, uh, I, you know, we I want to talk to him about that. I want to talk to him about the skating community here because I feel like it's very it's a little bit smaller than you know maybe some of your other places, but it's such tight knit. There's so many cool people in it, and of course we have the big skate park that's getting built here in Des Moines that's gonna just open up such a big world. Um, you know, of skate for Des Moines, and it's gonna be really cool to see. So I want to talk to him about that. On top of that, I just want to hear about his life, man. He's uh, you know, he, he's around my age, but he's had, you know, a really cool life, man. He's a, he's had a lot of stuff, you know, a lot of stories, and you know, I just really want to hear it. So before we get into that, I do want to thank you guys for listening to the last episode with Parker. Definitely appreciate it. Um, yeah, I got a lot of good feedback. I think people really liked that episode, uh, and I definitely enjoy him for coming on. Um, and just to let you guys know, I'm going to hopefully be able to record and, uh, you know, put out a lot of these episodes every single Sunday. Um, currently, obviously we have the big, uh, kind of virus going around and everything. So I do want you to, you know, just to say you guys definitely stay healthy, stay safe, um, stay at home as much as possible if you can, you know, the whole thing that everyone's saying. Um, but it is true, man. Uh, definitely just kind of keep yourself, you know, home as much as you can, um, and you know, listen to the podcast, uh, or you know, watch YouTube. That is the other thing. Um, I just recently launched um, my YouTube, which will be it's called Rise Again. Um, you can look that up on YouTube. You can find the link on all of our social media. Um, going to be providing everything from, of course, vintage content. That's what I came back with uh, this week, which was Rise Again Vintage. And then, but besides that, I want to start to bring visual um, for this, uh, you know, for the podcast. And on top of that, talk music, um, even sports. You know, I, I love sports. I'm a big sports fan. So, of course, I want to talk about that, um, you know, when we do start to get some sports back and everything. Um, but overall, I just really wanted to make it a hub, you know, of everything, you know, the mixture of, you know, my local scene here and the nationally, you know, talk albums, everything like that. Um, I'm just really excited, you know, to kind of bring that to you guys. And it's something I've been wanting to do for a while now that I have the opportunity and honestly the time too, because, you know, with being home a lot, I can't wait to just put out content for you guys. And um, like I said, you can expect podcasts every Sunday, videos, you know, throughout the week. And uh, that's what I'm going to bring to you guys. So uh, let's start this podcast interview. This is the homie Leighton Hathaway. Uh, let's get into it. All right, guys, we're back with another interview here on Rise Again Podcast. We got the homie here, Layton. He's a local skater, thrifter, uh, you know, artist, man. He does it all. Uh, say what's up to the people, man. What's up, guys? All right, man. Before we get started here, I just want to, uh, you know, have you kind of tell the people about yourself. Yeah, man, you're kind of you're kind of laying down the law there. Uh I am a social worker for kids and adults with special needs. I also am a muralist and a little local skate rat in the community. Um, I'm 21 and I work my ass off and thrift as much as possible, honestly. For sure, man. And uh, I kind of want to take things back real quick, man. You know, growing up, uh, were you kind of into all those things, you know, skating, thrifting, uh, things like that? Yeah, I had a cool-ass mom that, like, I remember she used to, like, um, iron on vape tees. This is before, like, vape was, like, a big hype thing. She used to, like, iron on, uh, like, fake vape and, like, designer shit, and she'd, like, thrift all my outfits and shit. I was, like, really, I was really dripped up, and she put me on to, like, she put me on to thrifting. She was, like, she's really into 90s and 2000s hip-hop and shit, and, uh. She put me on to all that, so that's kind of where I, I have to thank her for that. Uh, and, you know, and growing up and having, you know, a cool mom like that, I mean, that must have been, you know, pretty sweet to yeah, kind of be in the hip-hop and, like, listen yeah. to that. What were you listening to in the car, like, or what was she, she really, listening she to? Lo- she really fucked with the Timberland. 
Timberland Dan. Uh, yeah, yeah. We she always like have uh, that shock value album on repeat, yeah. um, with like Justin Timberlake and shit. Uh, she's super into the Roots, which is also like definitely up there with one of my like probably my top favorite band. Um, yeah, she put me onto a lot of that. Um, the skateboarding came. I originally started um, snowboarding. Actually, I was snowboarding for a couple of years. This was like middle school through like beginning of high school. I still snowboard, but then skateboarding kind of took over like yeah. freshman year. Um, and then I've been skating like for eight years ever since. And that's something you know. First of all, I mean you know the roots. I mean of course can't go wrong with that and mm-hmm. uh the you know going back to the skating you know trying new things that's something i've always respected about you man uh, i see you do it you know you you get into something and you know and you just go and try you know and yeah, yeah. show the passion for it too um is that something that you know growing up that either your mom kind of taught you or is it just something that you learned kind of just going through life um i got i just like um put myself in it was kind of like a learning curve. Like I, I put myself into way too many hobbies at first. Like I used to play uh, soccer, basketball, and I was skating. And then I just like learned balance. My mom was like a super, super hard worker, single mom. So it was just like watching her like handle her shit. And then like I was like, oh, I can do more than one thing that I want to do. And I like to just try new shit all the time. If I don't like it, I don't like it. If I do, I do. So I mean, I'm in between. Like <laughs> I'm working three jobs. I do. I have like. I actually just quit like my shady ass city job today. Hey, fuck the city, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, the, the the nine to five is not is not fun, especially when you have nine to five and then uh, five to nine again. Yeah. So that's super shitty. But no, um, the social work's my passion. Um, but then I'm also doing like the thrift resale, which has definitely slowed down um, in these past couple of years, just because of all the shit going on. Yeah. And the art is also a big side hustle. Yeah, for Side sure. passion, more or less. So kind of having, you know, the hustle to wear m- multiple hats and do, you know, multiple things. Um, I can completely understand that because, you know, I had a single mom too and shit. And yeah, yeah. You, you see kind of either your mom struggle, but also put on like a cape, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like real talk. like Mom and dad. Yeah. And one person. Exactly, man. And you kind of, it, it shows that yeah, work ethic too because, you know, they had to go through so much and do so much to kind of put on, you know, put food on the table and everything. So. Yeah. That's really dope to, uh, and it's the things you learn, you know, um, kind of touching base with thrifting, uh, you definitely were one of the first people in the city to, you know, thrift and sell, um, you know, vintage, uh, how did that kind of get started? You know, I know you were thrifting with your mom and everything. How did kind of the idea behind wanting to sell the clothes that you kind of look for, how did that start? This man's being humble. <laughs> this man was, so it was, back then it was, uh. It was me, you, it was Bowie. Those was like the first original three I remember that we were thrifting, right? Yeah. Um, what year would you say that was? 2012, 2015? Yeah. It was back there. And this is before Depop. Depop was actually created in 2011 as an app in general. It wasn't popping mm-hmm. then, obviously. But now everyone and their sister has a Depop. <laughs> but, um, no, getting into thrifting... Uh, it was uh, it was Paul Cantu, dude. Hey. Like he was like it was the sickest thing. Ever. It was like he was the first one really doing it like online, putting the uh, the trip to the thrift out. Mm. Um, and I was watching that shit. I was super into YouTube when I was in like freshman year, sophomore year. And I saw that I was like I had this empty room in my basement. I like put shelves in it. I like started just like um, I started to get more of an open schedule sophomore year. And then, like, going into senior, junior year, or junior, senior year of high school, and uh, I was, like, thrifting every day after school, and then reselling. I was, I was selling shit off my back, like, in high school. I was, like, well, back then, I was super into Tommy, so I was wearing uh, just, like, full Tommy outfits, and I'd just sell it off my person, yeah. like, at school, you know what I mean? Uh, but, yeah, that's how I got into it, I was watching his shit. I actually ran into him. Oh yeah. At, oh, the, yeah, yeah, at the airport on my way to um, on my way to England, he was at the Austin airport in Texas. So she was crazy. That'd be wild to see I, somebody <laughs> that like kind of helped you get started into something that you have you know the love and passion for, man. That's uh, yeah, he's goofy as fuck, but he's super sick. 
in that I, I'm kind of the same way, man. Like, I feel like Paul Cantu doesn't get, like, a bunch of respect, like, within... He probably helped start a lot of people, you know, IG pages and reselling yeah. and all that kind of stuff. I mean, stuff, everyone yeah. got it from him, and he's got, like, the most, like... He's, like, a, he's super confident. Like, yeah. I, I, I don't think I could ever do, like, the... Maybe it's because it's super small here. Like, thrifting's a lot bigger in other... Not just for, like, vintage heads, but, like, thrifting mm-hmm. in other cities is, mm-hmm. like, huge. Like, everyone's just doing it. Yeah. So, like, someone in a camera... With a camera inside, like, the thrift is not, like, a nah, big they... deal, but... He, like, put everyone on. Like, yeah. everyone everyone copies his shit. He's definitely, like... Like, if you want to put the thrift god title out there, like, it's... Yeah. And starting a movement you know, between, like, him and then, like, shop-wise, you know, like, you got, like, Sean and those kind of people. Yeah, well, he's um, definitely up there, too. Yeah. Do you think, uh, how do you think from, like, 2012 to, to now that, how has the thrift game changed, would you say? Um, it's got saturated, of course, but I think it, it moves on. Everything, I mean, if I take it back to, like, something, like, just in general, like, getting, um, what was it like getting uh, washed out? I guess yeah, you could say yeah, getting yeah. washed out. Like I remember in middle school, at one point everyone was wearing Vans and skinny jeans, and it was like a big skate thing to do that. And but then it faded out, and then it went into something new. It's just like whatever is like popping. So it's like the trend. Yeah, yeah, trend riding. So like then when I was first originally selling, I was making big money. You know that we were mm-hmm. we were making big money off Tommy and shit, and that was just like thanks to like a lot of the current rappers at the time and like um round two and just like uh, all those like thrift resale stores were becoming popular because of those artists pushing it out there and everyone went from like wanting designer to just like wanting expensive old shirts yeah but it's definitely washed out like the the the, the brands have changed for sure, in terms of, like, what's popular. It's not as much Tommy, Guess, you know, Nautica, things like that. Yeah, because it got played out really quick, like, thanks to, like, their own brands pushing it back. Like, Tommy did their, re-released all Kept their jackets. Retroing. yeah. Yeah, and that was, like, cool, but, I mean, now it's, like, being sold in, like, sale bins and packs on, and then it'll restart in another 40, 50 years when that becomes... My biggest, like, word of advice is buy Hot Topic t-shirts now. Yeah, right. Because, fuck, like, those, like, Hot Topic t-shirts from 30 years ago are going for big money, so... You ever see those photos where it's, like, the, you know, the wall, like, back then with all the t-shirts, and, like, you see, like, like, the In Utero and, like, a bunch of other, like, artists and stuff? Yeah, you think that shit's whack now, but, like, that, that's, those are going to be original prints when you're, like, 50, 60, so just, like, buy the whole rack and sit on it. Yeah. I don't know. Just put it in the storage... Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a sound advice, man. And what would you like to see kind of change within our community if speaking on either here or just kind of, you know, nationally, I guess? Touch more locally. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to see more people do it because they like vintage rather than just making the money. Mm-hmm. That's what I see a lot of. It's like um, you get in it because you see, like, I mean, I understand the hustle, but, like, don't get a depop if you're not passionate because it's not I mean just for like being like I'm just like it's like not self-indulging yourself like into the into the movement of it like you're not if you're not really into vintage and you're just like going out and looking for stuff that you saw someone tell you what's going to make money in a video then it's there's no point in getting into it um it just saturates the market and like I don't know I was like I really want to talk about this point of it um between us, do you feel responsible for, um, <laughs> for, for like pushing the movement? Cause like back then we were like, we, like I had shit on Mercari, you were selling shit online. I was selling shit online. I touched, I dabbled with eBay a little bit, all that stuff. So we were taking shit from the thrift yeah. and putting it on there. But now it being super saturated, like I felt a little responsible, but at the same time I was at the forefront of it being pushed up, like being pushed up there so I don't know like what were you thinking about that I think like as far as like if you look into kind of the trends like you were saying I feel like there's always somebody first who does anything you know what I mean like that will in their city I should say yeah and if we you know the three to four people that started it and kind of went into selling because people were always going to thrift stores and stuff but not the generation that is now you know what i mean yeah and so 
I think it's really cool that people are out and selling and, you know, wanting to make their own money and then also have to touch on the passion, you yeah. know, uh, of, you know, vintage and loving, you know, whether it's the piece or the company or the brand, I should say, like, and I'm in between on it. Yeah. People try to find themselves yeah. like, um, like maybe it wasn't for you and you, you try to get like, I mean, I've gotten into sports that I was just like, like, this is just not me. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I get it. Um, but that, that wasn't involving money. So it's just like, um, do it for a hustle and the love. Don't just do it for the hustle. But like, I'm super supportive of people getting in on it. Um, shout out, uh, my homegirl Izzy. Yeah. I remember she, I was like doing it, doing it. She was like, um, I had owned this like thrift account back then. It was Trill Will. She was always fucking with it. And then I was like, you know, just like start your own thing. She was like, I like helped her out getting that going, but she's like, she, she, took, she yeah. surpassed me. Like, yeah. and she loves like her, she definitely loves a different, um, yeah, for sure. a different vibe and like a different genre. She's more like eighties, uh, like nineties, two thousand, like hip hop culture shit. But, uh, she's like she 70s, loves it 80s and going, she's yeah. like booming on her depop and like that. I love seeing that shit. Like I, especially like people from Iowa like, yeah. when it's not really booming. So and the Depop game, like, and speaking on that, and she's one of the, for sure, like, if not the, here, Depop-wise, like, she's good. Yeah, it's her. she's at the top. You know what she, I mean? She, and, yeah, like, sure. you know, and even nationally, like, if you look on, like, our bestsellers list she's on there. Trending. Yeah, dude, she's trending. And so, it's, like, like, love for anyone that wants to start shit. Like, yeah. Any, any local talent. Dude, for sure. And, like, just to see, like, them, you know, take off and do their own thing. I guess, like, to circle back to that is... Yeah, if you have the the passion and kind of the love and the yeah. hustle, because you gotta have the business side of things too. Yeah, and you don't want to sell you know shit for like because you could to the, you could love vintage and yeah. like that's big respect. But if you if you're piling it up in your room, you're gonna be. I mean, I I do I always say that I do it just to fund the addiction because like I don't really make much profit off selling it anymore because I buy so much that I keep for myself. So I mean, that's why I'm working jobs, work jobs to pay the bills, and then yeah. I spend it at the bins, so for sure. And what do you think about kind of the bins versus the racks? Because there's people that are like, it's like a religion at the bins. You don't. Know I, mean? I think it's perfect that we're talking about it. Yeah. Um, because we definitely both used to super be. I didn't even touch the bins no. for years. Like I didn't start doing bins till like two years ago, maybe. Yeah. Um, I mean, I went there a couple times, but on the way to the to the more popular bin here there was like the best thrift in my opinion over on I don't want to disclose locations <laughs> but you know what I'm talking yeah, about yeah. and it's just like uh, man the racks are really popping but like I, I watch your shit all the time I see that you're still like pulling stuff out it's more of a time thing for me yeah and um, and I've definitely gotten into a lot less clothes recently like I've been like super heavy on the music stuff so mm-hmm. hard goods like the bins there are like that's like a, it's nice to like get off of work and go there so it's been more of like a convenience thing for me but when oh like when there's a nice day and you and you don't have like a free sundays suck because not all the thrifts are open but yeah. you got a free saturday you, can you go to every yeah. fucking oh that's like that's what i miss because i don't even as like because now like it's a little different you know like yeah. we, we have like the archive where we got to be at you know from time to time yeah, yeah, yeah. we have you know this i do this and everything like i i've I missed the days where, like, I could drive around and go, like, south side, east side, north side, west side, you know, every, you know, bales, I know, like, you could come home with, like, not that I, and that's what I feel like I come home with more from the bins that I, like, I don't know, and it's just, like, because it's changed, it's more of a hunt, the thing about bins versus racks is racks have thinned out, yeah, I remember when the undisclosed one location, um, that used to be so packed that you had to you had to pull at least like 20 shirts off just to even move the racks a little bit to budge and people wouldn't touch those so you'd, you'd find shit and the hunt was fun yeah but now it's like there's like five feet between every t-shirt yeah. and, they're, and they're selecting what goes onto their online like the expensive mm-hmm. stuff they've caught on to like the that's another thing that i'd like to see change about the culture is like the thrift stores are starting 
to become the thrifters. It's like, yeah, you got workers there doing hustles. Like, every, we all know that. And you can see, you know what I mean? Like, you can see the the, the style of the Goodwill or, yeah. like, you know, whoever workers. And it's like... And I can never bash on... One of my homies just started working at Goodwill, actually. But I know if yeah. I was working, I'd be putting stuff aside. Oh, hell yeah. But, no, that's a, that's our own side hustle. But, I mean, the, the own company, their workers are putting it... Yeah. On, like, I don't know if you check Goodwill online before. Oh, but they, they yeah. take their, like, crazy shit and they bump the, like... It's meant to be a secondhand store. It's like I, I understand like the profit margin, but it is a non for profit, so I don't know, I'd like to see that change for sure. But that's that's the big downside of the racks that I've seen. Yeah, it is in, in recent years. But what do you think about because even the bins it's starting to catch on, man. I mean it, yeah. it is caught on, you know, I should say. Like you get to the point where like, you know, you got homies there and stuff. Yeah. Obviously yeah. we're all squads up. Well, there. you know, it's squad deep over there. Yeah. But you know, it kind of went from, you know, just like a couple people to now it's like, you, it's, mm -hmm. you see like a new person every day. Like it's, how do you feel about that? The thing I like about the bins compared to the racks is it's like, I see, and I know that anyone can hit the racks. It's just a storefront. It's like, it's a comfortable place for people to be. People are used to it. It's just like any other storefront except it's, it's secondhand. So the thing about the bins is you got to know what's going on. Like there, there's rules there. Like, mm -hmm. and it's like, not just anyone can come up in there. You can and see know the what road. they're doing. Yeah. Like <laughs> no one, no one knows about like, like there, there are strategies there. Like, I mean like new bins are being brought out and like what times to go. Like you get like close with the, with the employees there. And then like, it's like, a, it's a big respect game there and it's a big hunt game. Like you can dig hard and you can be really aggressive about it, but you have to be, respectful too because mm -hmm. there's people in there are in there every week dude they check your shit you know yeah. what i mean like there's people even yeah. without like even past like the instagram and depop accounts and stuff like the older people there yeah like they're like yeah there's people that yeah. are like big ebayers yeah and they oh, i know they're pushing profit but they, they don't play around either like and it's not an aggressive place but it's like newbies coming in there like i mean they don't know about watching their cart they don't know about there's so yeah. many factors that i think it's it's more fun like personally to go there that's what i like the bins is no i'm starting it's you know, not making on it's it's yeah, fun for me it, yeah. it makes everything fun again and it is you know and it, it's something new too you know what i mean like yeah, there's yeah. anything new is like you know is fun you know what i mean it's something different because it does get still going through and going through you know and the same thing and um and it's also kind of like a nice little like luck you know i feel like the bins like yes like you said like you get you could go there the right times new you know bins blah blah, blah. but yeah. at the same time man like you got to have some luck with it too oh yeah and like that's the fun part you never know you could have 10 people there but only one uh -huh. person you know finds the heat or grabs the heat and i've been thinking about like it goes to the racks before it goes there but some of these times i'm thinking they're just unloading fresh trucks yeah because there's no way that stuff passed through with how saturated the thrifts have gotten there like the stuff that we find there there's no way that went through a rack and you know like they switch out the they switch out the tags you know mm -hmm. that. um and that color tag had to at least be like i should talk to my friend from goodwill about this but um from my experience of like noticing the color tag switches three times before it's just tossed out mm -hmm. or twice um so i just don't know i feel like they it's still a hot spot because I think they're dumping fresh trucks that are just like too messy yeah. to, to even filter out. And if I think they get it's like overdraft during yeah. the holidays. It's yeah. really like I think it's like the thrashed items too, or like the ones that they think are like too dingy, but like yeah, we love. Yeah. Uh -huh. It's like the stuff that the the retail stores are like, oh no, we couldn't sell that there. There's like a couple holes in it, or like, and then it ends up being like the Dr. Dre piece that Austin found. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and like the hard goods are definitely stuff that's been unseparated because there's. The CDs that I found, the cassettes that I found in there, they didn't sit on a shelf. They they were in a box that was too messy for, like, anyone at Salvation or anyone at Goodwill, actually, because bins are good, but um, anyone at Goodwill to sort through or, like, even, even give a fuck about. So they put it on the, on the, on the bus and brought them in, so... Yeah, and the, right now I think the bins are popping, but that could change. It could change, man. Like, it could know. change real quick, just like the racks. It's they crazy. pull stuff. They're starting to. I mean, uh, Johnston, the the J bins. Right. They, uh, yeah, they're closing down. But at first, they just got rid of clothes. Yeah. For like a solid month, and then now that they were just doing hard goods, and they had like a this weird new Goodwill set up right next to it. Mm -hmm. It was meant to be um, designer clothes. Oh, like the, the like, shop style thing. Yeah, not designer, yeah. but it's meant to be like more. It's like a Plato's. 
Yeah, like, <laughs> and it's like it's goodwill. Like, but they are pulling stuff out of the bins that, like, the workers would do it, like, blatantly obvious. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's just frustrating. But, yeah, we've only got one bin, and I think, like, the crazy thing it is, and the, but the crazy thing about that is, is like, I've been to like the Omaha bins, right? And it's like three bins there. Like we're we're pretty lucky to have. Yeah, and I, I mean, kind of wanted to touch on that. Is yeah. like we're pretty lucky in Des Moines wise to have so many thrift stores. When you get some of these people from either smaller towns or even like an Omaha or like things yeah. like that, it's like, dude, you have like fifteen thrift stores, or whatever. Like, and like going back to like, I mean, the saturation topic. Like, I mean. It's saturated, but, like, this is Iowa at the same time. Like, we already know how big the vintage community is. I mean, of course, kids from school are going there. Like, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a fun thing to do. Like, I mean, thrifting's for everyone. Yeah. But, um... Thrifting's for the children. <laughs> yeah, for real. It's for the... Thrifting's for the kids. For the youth. Um, but, yeah, we definitely don't have the same competition that, like, other cities have. Like, I remember I went... But, like, I'm, this was a couple... This was, like... This is like five years ago. Okay. I went to like the the Minnesota thrifts out there, and I mean they were popping, but like they're also like their community is so much so much larger, and there's mm-hmm. so many more stores. Like we don't even really have beside your your guys's um, spot out there. Mm-hmm. We don't really have any like straight vintage yeah. resale stores yeah. like the like other states like next to us, surrounding us in the Midwest do. So like we're very fortunate, and we have like looking at it now i mean obviously some of them have cut back and they're not really popular anymore but we do have a ton of thrifts yeah like it's in, like between salvation um goodwill just those alone you know what i mean yeah like, we've just got the like, retail there's at least like, six or seven of each yeah um minus the bins and then there, there's some like mom and pop stores mm-hmm. um out in like rural rural iowa yeah. and there's like um what's that one it's not saint jude it's like the two other like off brand ones, yeah. but yeah, we've got we've got a shit ton of thrifts out here, so we're definitely fortunate for that. Oh, for sure, and um, and you know that's something that I think will just keep going. And the thing I've explained to people is, you know, it might we might have a lot of people and a lot of people hitting the racks and everything, but at the same time, for like at least the resellers out there, the sellers out there is like that's more people looking to buy too of yeah. their personal items and everything. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's it's nice to have. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like a, it's not war. It's like, um, you got the, you got like our, I don't want to say customers, but we've got like our like lovers in our community Mm -hmm. and they're out there looking for stuff, but, um, sometimes they don't have the same commitment or they're not out there. It's like, it's like survival of the fittest. Like if you go out there like every day, you're going to find the shit before everyone else does. And then. And that sounds like kind of bad. I don't want to say like it resorts them to buy from it, but it is like, I mean, like we don't, we don't jack, like, I mean, if you look on Depop compared to like what our prices are here, we don't, yeah. we don't jack our shit up. No. So, um, try to keep like a market yeah. and like a love for it too, while also making money. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and that's the kind of the balance you got to find for sure. Um, you know, switching topics, I, I wanted to talk to you about, um, kind of the culture here with uh skating here in des moines yeah um you know you've been skating like you said for a long time yeah yeah. how do you especially now because we're about to get something that's like you know pretty you know big for des moines with yeah. the with the new skate park and everything um touch base on that man because like i know you're more into the scene of like everything that's been going on yeah we've Is, got... does it feel like a big win to get, get kind of all this now you know started yeah i mean even before i started skating um Shout out Subsec, by the way. Um, support your local skate shop. Actually, tomorrow's, um, I don't know when this is going to drop, but tomorrow's a National uh, Skate Shop Day. Oh, yeah. So just like they have Record Store Day and all those other days, it's just like a day to go support your local skate shop. But they do a lot for us, and we do have a really small skate community, but um, like uh, Subsec has a lot of good ties with um like really good companies and they're like our community is super supportive like all of us um have been trying to raise money i, I did some stuff uh at the farmer's market when we were trying to raise funds for that skate park and that's mm-hmm. been in the works even before i started skating um for 
over 10 years now for that uh, skate park to be built and to see it like i mean the ground's getting dug right now didn't it keep uh kept getting uh like rejected by the city yeah. was it like that was the major issue that like yeah shout out city of des moines they uh, spent like fifty thousand dollars on uh skate blockers wow. um rather than just like putting that into the community park but um <laughs> shout out Lorenzen. they uh they were like the big sponsor of the skate park i'm pretty sure it's gonna um be named after them as well but we've gotten a ton of new parks i mean there's one in winterset there's going to be a we're going to have a meeting soon kind of like a town meeting uh the valley junction ramp had got torn down um it was like the half pipe and it was getting weathered as fuck and it was just like a a safety hazard Mm -hmm. and they tore that down and they're going to have a meeting here soon about uh uh, the new skate park is going to be built there so we've gotten we've gotten plenty and coming from like skating uh I frequented Irby, Urbandale Skate Park. Um, I skated there. I spent like my whole um, last year in middle school all the way through high school, college there um, until I had moved out to Angony for a bit. And I don't really like that park out there, but we've been skating these like shitty connect and play parks, but we we made the most of it. We love them. Um, But seeing this new one's going to be crazy. And this is going to be like one of the largest in the the Yeah, it's like top in the top in the in the country for sure could you see like competitions being held here oh and yeah things like that? and that's another th- cool thing about uh iowa's we've we've gotten a lot like that's what i was saying about subsex connections um we've gotten a lot of like great demos out here i mean we've had some like insane teams come out and they're just like like we have these like um these like compared to like the parks that they're doing demos out around, all around the country ours mm-hmm. are like these little like yeah. playgrounds so but they like do some insane shit on there like just like stuff you would never expect to see at these parks ever but yeah like the demos that we're gonna have there is it's gonna be unreal for sure um and it's gonna be i don't know what the rules are gonna be i think for it being such a big um community funded park it's definitely going to be more family oriented so it's not only probably going to be skate events there's going to be other shit going down and it's going to bring in a lot of revenue for for iowa in general i'm assuming they're going to build some sort of hotel um close especially with all like this loft build out and stuff because where where is it going to be is it i thought is it off of second avenue or yeah it's right next to the um women's achievement bridge okay uh like just like up the street from brennan skating plaza the ice ring um it's like all along the side of the river it's already dug out or it's like leveled um it's gonna be insane i think i think they're gonna do a partial opening um like because that part's gonna take forever to build yeah. um so i think when like a certain amount of the plaza is uh done i think it would be smart for them to open it because I know for a fact that if there's like half a park, mm-hmm. people are going to want to yeah. skate it. So, so why not as, publicly yeah, open might it? Might as well just do a little ribbon cut. But yeah, that's insane. That's an insane achievement for us. Mm-hmm. And for Iowa in general, um, it's going to bring a lot of revenue in for the city. and um, Which is awesome. You know? Yeah. I'll never stop skating downtown. I yeah. mean, street skating's, street skating's like you never want to forget where you came from. And mm-hmm. like that's, that's where it all started. That's where the love started for all of us. Um, but having a park will definitely um, keep the city people a little bit more yeah. happy but it's going to be more of an excuse now but like having that park I don't care if that's an excuse I'll go skate that park I just have to skate up the street now so there you go yeah I'm super excited and speaking you know with the city um, one thing that I've noticed is I mean they still and maybe you can speak on it too but like with the street art scene here and like you know with the events that we have like color codes things like yeah, that yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you, you dabble a little bit into, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, mural work and things like that. Like uh-huh. you said, um, how do you think the, the, the city itself has changed, um, with allowing like things, you say, you know, in events like that? I think that, um, commission art has been on a, been on a rise, which is good to see. There's been a lot of commissioned walls for, um, local artists. There's also been a lot for artists out of town, which, um, to speak on that, I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of um, paying to bring artists out when it comes to a mural for the city, yeah. as in like a wall within the city, because um, we have a lot of local talent here that's unrecognized. Um, and I think that um, 
they should get their own city's walls to express uh, what we have here. Because if I wanted to see um, someone's from like some like amazing artists from California, I'd mm-hmm. go to California. That's their scene. I want to go see what they have. But yeah. I don't want to fly out there and see an Iowa's like. Yeah, it wouldn't make sense. Yeah, you know? an artist from Iowa. It's like there. local art by local artists. You know? Yeah. Um, but uh, shout out to uh, my big homie Fate. He puts on all the um, all the color clothes. He also does um, workshop for kids, which is super sick. Like all the youngins out there trying to paint. Um, he does a workshop class for them. I don't know what avenue the social club is going with. I think they have some financial issues. So yeah. hopefully um, color codes can keep going. But um, the cool thing about this year, um, and to touch on the the out-of-town artists, like for events, I'm like 100% in support. Yeah. Like I've met so many artists through color codes, like from other states, like big, like it's like seeing like your idols, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or just like seeing people you've like wanted to, you've like been inspired by um that's super cool i was more like speaking on commissioned walls yeah um i think we should uh give more love to our local artists and not not picking like the same five to do like so so many i don't know <laughs> there's so many walls that have been done by like the same five people getting um, like basically like more of the community involved within yeah you know, or just art. like yeah artists in general mm-hmm. um but to touch on this last year's color codes that I was finally thankful, thankfully um, I was a part of that uh, this year. We redid the wall right next to Social Club on the little um, the bridge section. Um, but this year it was all local, um, besides two cats. It was all local artists um, because we didn't have as much funding mm-hmm. as usual and this is like the downfall. And hopefully they don't uh, buff that, that wall out. But it was uh, me and I would say like 15 other to 20 other local artists. And it was really good for like the community to get together um, and good to see like all local artists up on the wall. Yeah. It was a really good time. No, it is. And just seeing, you know, everyone work together, you know, first of all, but also be able to showcase their their work mm-hmm. is just some in a, in a public setting, too. Yeah. Because, you know, it's still such an underground thing, which is really cool and do you kind of love that kind of underground feeling and not wanting it brought it up as much, you know, uh, kind of towards the public? As in, speak on that again? So, you know, looking into kind of the art scene within street art, it's always yeah. been such an underground thing. Mm-hmm. and As in it being brought to, like, mainstream. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like it getting the recognition that it never was, but it's kind of like hip-hop. It's like, or punk, or like any of that stuff, mm-hmm. like it's always way cooler from where it where it came from like it's being underground and being like in the background of uh mainstream stuff but the stuff that frustrates me is not like i don't think an artist getting a gallery like getting into doing galleries is a sellout it just depends on how they um they go about it um never like leaving your moral like if you like for example like um one of my favorite skaters, uh, Neckface, uh, he's also a graffiti artist, and he turned down, I'm pretty sure, I heard through the grapevine, he turned down like a $70,000 deal to, I think it was Justin Bieber's album cover. Oh, wow. Right? Um, and some other friend of his, like, artist did it, but it, he never let his morals down, mm. and that's what I think of, like, as not selling out, but he does huge gallery shows, and he does stuff for Thrasher, and he does, like, he does yeah. all sorts of shit and I, I don't I don't foresee that as selling out or like it's more on the end of, yeah it's more on like keeping your but value you, and morals yeah you know, if you go outside of that that's that's where I lose it but also um big brands I know H&M had a had a big problem with it they're always having problems <laughs> H&M uh and one of their advertisements used uh graffiti artists um he had painted this wall in the city and they used it in the ad and didn't give any sort of credit oh. or any sort of uh um not reimbursement but they didn't give him any money for yeah. it um or recognition and it started like a big thing and that's a huge thing uh a lot of companies use artists work without permission and it's a big like legal issue because it's in a city and it was probably it was most likely done illegally mm-hmm. and uh but it's still still the artist's work and they're doing big gallery shows they're making money and you know that you know that they are so 
that's what I have a problem with in terms of mainstream. But other than that, um, I respect it getting more recognition. And, you know, with your work, um, you know, creating murals, things mm-hmm. like that. I mean, you even got to work on the shop, which is like really, yeah. really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, uh, and then that whole thing was really, really awesome too, is just... And I like to put my... Uh, I actually got... I like the like whole idea of supporting each other mm-hmm. in terms of like going back to like um, supporting like local artists. Um, if I have mural stuff that I don't think that I would tackle, like I mean I'm really into lettering, I'm into characters, but if there's like stuff that I'm not really feeling, like I'll pass off to my homies. Mm-hmm. Like I know I have a lot of friends that do uh, mural work, so if I don't think I can do it, I just pass off the rest. So because you know. If uh, if I'm not eating, someone has to. Yeah. So and that's love too, you know. Yeah. And supporting, you know, kind of tying things with art um, and the community. I've seen more events. I mean, like we just had the move. Uh, you know, what, what was that part three? Yeah. Um, would you like to see more events like that, kind of in the community, like local uh, yeah, art definitely. shows, in, things like that? I'm in full support of uh, supporting locally, and I I had touched on this on uh, my Instagram the other day about. Um, like um, attending local events and whether that's like concerts or um, art shows or food markets or whatever it is. Um, and I was touching on the fact of uh, like I've been in a point where like um, anxiety was a reason where I, like I wouldn't go mm-hmm. or I didn't have someone to go with or like it's like all these worries like people are um, are at times scared to go to something they want to go to because they don't feel like they're fitting in or they don't feel like they can go without someone or whatever um, whatever they have going on with their mental health is affecting it mm-hmm. and uh, I thought that was sad to see um, because I've been there and I was putting out a support that I would go with anyone um, that needed someone to go with or that needed someone to let them know about like what was going on or yeah. keep them current because like you meet like you meet some amazing people um and if you don't have friends there you will at the next one so it's like you meet someone you like networking is just huge and it's not even just networking it's just showing support like i go to stuff that i'm unfamiliar with all the time Mm -hmm. and like i'm uncomfortable until like the minute i get there yeah i'm like this is great like look at all my new friends i made or whatever whatever so um whatever the reason is like i think that um there, there, are, there, are, there are tons of uh, outlets for people to go to in terms of getting themselves out in the community, and I think they should um, take advantage of that. Yeah, and that's big, man, to get yourself out within your own community, mm-hmm. no matter if it's you know if you're in Des Moines or just kind of anywhere, you know, to kind of submerse submerse yourself, I should say, um, you know, within your own community because mm-hmm. you know only we can build it. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. it, and you think back to like even speaking on you know even like when we met or just you know anyone in the community you know what i mean yeah. like if it wasn't you for never know who's yeah gonna be, so it's crazy you know what i mean like looking back and everything it's like you never know who you're gonna meet and like going yeah. to events like that like i could meet my wife at the bin right bro mean, so. she could be the one you know <laughs> that the one in the hard bins bro that tries like, to steal that cassette yeah I'm just bro you guys your hands touch at the yeah. same time bro like, like listen, the spaghetti earth, listen, spaghetti kiss right <laughs> <laughs> kind of finally wrapping things up then um you know, we were talking about it off off the the record and everything, but I want to talk about you know kind of your love for music and hip hop and um, kind of that whole scene. I mean, I know we we've seen your your uh, your crazy CD collection and you know yeah, your yeah. love for music, man. Um, who are some of your favorite artists? I know you mentioned the Roots. Yeah, Roots are number one. Um, everyone knows them as the uh, the Jimmy Fallon band. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's not what they should be no, known for. Right? Uh, they're they're. In my opinion, they're hands down the best group in hip hop. Um, if you do, if, it, if whoever's listening doesn't know who they are, they will. They, yeah. th- there's been a song that you have heard. It, it's in there in, like, oh, yeah. The the amount of things that they're in is insane. Um, it's like someone won't know, but like once you yeah, hear for it, sure. I mean, know. everyone knows. Like, I mean, even if they're listening to mainstream, I mean, Drake sampled a bunch of their songs. Mm-hmm. Drake sampled the. Uh, I'm pretty sure the uh, the joint they did with Lauren Hill together and Lauren Hill. Lauren Hill. Speaking on Lauren Hill, Lauren Hill is my top five too. One of like the best um, female MCs in my opinion. Erica Badu as well. Um, I love Amy Winehouse. 
Uh, my mom definitely put me on to most of these. Um, but going back to the roots, yeah, Questlove. Uh, I actually named my first dog after Questlove, an insane drummer. Um, Black Thought, an insane MC. Yeah. Um, every one of their albums, besides like two, I can listen to it back to back. They're an insane group. Um, Outcast is definitely up there, top five. Uh, Andre and Big Boy on their own single shit, insane. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be my dream concert to uh, to see Outcast performing. Yeah. And I miss. There was like a, they had like one reunion show mm-hmm. and it, it was a flop. But that they were upset because they weren't upset. They were disappointed that it. They didn't want to do it anymore because they didn't. They felt like it was for money and not for the passion mm-hmm. of music anymore. So, but I was definitely bummed. I didn't get to go see that have you seen any you know speaking of going to see people um have you seen anybody within kind of your top artists yeah i saw erica badu i've seen the roots twice um i'm hoping to go to the roots picnic uh this year if i can make it out that's there. a lineup right there man. oh for sure Jeez. um we were just talking about this other one i'm hoping to go see lauren hill she's uh, yeah. headlining this other music festival yeah. that would be an ins- insane for me obviously i can't see outcast um, speaking of TLC too, uh, yeah, I didn't even mention that one. Got a major love for TLC, man. When did that? When did that start? Um, it's like a crazy story, actually. <clears throat> so I had hurt myself um, skating in freshman year of high school. I busted the fuck out of my leg. It was like a hole in my leg, right? I had to go to the hospital. I had to get a ton of stitches. Um, and I left with these scrub pants, right? I left the full scrub outfit. And this, at this point in time, a lot of my friends got started getting hurt skating and we were all out at the same time. Mm-hmm. We were just like, I think at the time we were like super into fingerboarding. Um, but when we got back in it, we still all had our hospital scrubs. So it was me, shout out uh, my homie Tyler and my homie Keith. We were the, uh, the scrub squad. Oh, <laughs> Noah was also in that for a short period of time. Um, yeah scrub squad and I was like we have to make like an edit to TLC no scrubs like we were we would wear these to school every day we would skate in them it was like our shit for like two like for a solid year I wore those to school yeah that's sick it was like crazy and um, yeah I've always been a huge TLC fan Uh, rest in peace left eye Mm. Uh, yeah just being just in terms of like 2000s and early 90s R&B mm-hmm. um, a big Alicia Keys fan TLC's up there like and that's what like yeah and like you know just throughout time talking with you about music and everything yeah that's one thing like I don't know man I know like you know like we, we share a lot of the love for the yeah, same artists yeah. and everything it's like man I don't see that a lot though you know what I mean like nah. I know a few people but like you know most people are into like the hardcore shit and stuff and like yeah it seems like I'm into everything yeah yeah for sure but like but the lyricism kind of shit is that something that you just like kind of gravitated towards and like I don't know I feel like I'm like 41 years old (laughs) in my head I say that all the time my my mom thinks the same she thinks I'm like a reincarnated like 40 year old like I don't know you know what I mean like I'm just like a you're just uh, just old soul way too into being a 90s baby when I was born 99 so there's nothing wrong with that man you know you uh and that's something if you and that's kind of something to, I guess to tell people you know because there's people that were I mean born in the era of the 70s but love the 70s you know what I mean like if you fall in love with the era or if you fall in love with just kind of the culture of that time I, I think it's really dope and that's something I've always you know just just thought was so dope about you man is like yeah. you just like just everything within that culture like you you love and then it and honestly, I mean, like, the time was, you know, better. The music, in my opinion, was better. So, like, yeah, they're, they're no, still dope artists now, but, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, for sure. Uh, that's awesome, man. Well, kind of wrapping things up, man, if you want to kind of give the people uh, just some either advice, last words, man, what would it be? Um, to always wear protection. <laughs> um, you know, just, like, going back to supporting uh, your local community. Get out there. Get yourself involved. Um just like overall show love to people uh there should be no ego behind it there should be no it should just be love um i'll show shout out to what's your homie salsa oh oh yeah shout out to uh jordan and kramer salsa sponsored oh, the, sponsor yeah, the podcast i need to get a, I need to get a, <laughs> a salsa spon- sponsorship asap yeah. i uh 
I eat quesadillas on the daily, so if you can hook me up with a with a gallon of that shit, that'd be great. Um, but yeah, I've got. Uh, I'm not huge on social media, but if you wanna, um, if you like watching skate edits and um, nice fashion photos, I guess. Well, what's the vibe of my Instagram? Yeah, it's I don't like know. Skate slash yeah. model slash like slash model slash <laughs> slash. Uh, you know if you. If you guys are looking to book a model, hit my guy <laughs> up, you know? If you like dope shit, it's Layton <laughs> underscore Hathaway. Uh, I'm sure the name, my name's in the title. Yeah. Because everyone spells that shit wrong. <laughs> so, but yeah, man. Uh, just show love. For sure, my protection, so. Hey, appreciate you coming on, dude. Yeah, yeah. All right, you guys. I do want to thank Layton for coming on the podcast. Definitely appreciate it. Um, a couple big takeaways I actually had from this episode uh, was one, I don't know if you guys kind of noticed, but man, Layton does what he loves and he does what, he, you know, he's passionate about, you know, from, you know, starting thrifting and skating and, you know, doing mural work and, you know, working, um, the social working is such a big thing too. You don't see it too often anymore. And I know he really loves that part um, of his, you know, kind of career or, or, you know, just life in general is uh, definitely helping out, um, you know, social working with uh, kids with special needs is Man, I, I just respect him so much, man. He does a lot of great stuff for the community, too. And that was the other thing that I took away from this is he, you know, not only is, you know, technically an artist that's local and, you know, is in the local scene a lot, but he also shows love and support for everybody local. He's one of the people I see the most that are out here, you know, going to art shows, going to, um, you know, he comes to our events, you know, things like that. Like, he, he definitely shows love for local. And I, I appreciate that, man. There's, there's, Obviously, there's a lot of people that come out and support, but there's also not a lot of people that come and support local. Um, being on that side of things, you know, I notice it. And he's one of the people, one of the few people that you see at a lot of events, at a lot of places, and um, definitely appreciate him and a lot. And like he said, if you guys ever need anyone to go with or um, need to go to shows, anything like that, you know, he's down, you know, I'm down. Um, Let's, you know, just go support these great artists, man. It's it's definitely here. You guys got to see it, no matter if it's music, if it's, um, you know, art shows, just anything like that. Just go out and support. And even if you're not in Des Moines, if you're, you know, in Denver, Colorado, I don't care. Like, go support your local scene because the local business, the local art, everything is what makes your city, you know, your city. And that's so important, man. I, I, I cannot stress that enough. Um Again, I do want to thank you guys for listening. You guys can uh, follow me on Instagram at RAVPhoenix. That's my personal. And then follow Rise Again Media on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, everything like that at Rise Again Create. Um, That's going to have any info with the podcast whenever I upload to YouTube or anything new I have going on um, that will be there, Rise Again Media uh, related. And then on top of that, you guys can listen to the podcast on the Anchor app. Um, You can listen to it on Spotify. Um, hopefully soon we're going to get approved for Apple Podcasts. I know that's a big one. People have been asking. Um, theory, I think it's because of, honestly, because of all this and a lot of people got sent home. But I'm going to work my hardest to get Apple Podcasts here on soon. But right now, Anchor and Spotify, definitely go check it out. Um, again, I want to thank you guys for listening. Definitely appreciate it. Don't forget to subscribe. Leave that five-star review. I definitely appreciate it, like I said. Um, and that's going to do it for this episode. We'll see you in the next one. Peace.